everybody. My name is Tony Barnes. I'm a father, husband, realtor with Keller Williams Pinehurst, professional musician, ambassador for Military Foundation, Camp Resilient North Carolina, and corporate leader for Patriot Foundation. I've always been fascinated by people. Everyone I meet, I try to hear as much of their story in whatever brief moment in time we share. Even the most average-seeming human could have a captivating story. This show is about unlocking the stories of the people that I've been fortunate enough to meet and those whose names have positively influenced the communities they serve that maybe I haven't met yet, but can't wait to. This show is simply called More or Less with Tony Barnes. More is in Moore County, the beautiful southern North Carolina community that many of us call home. And because some of these stories need to be shared much more. Less as in less serious, lighthearted conversations with one-of-a-kind humans about how they do more. Did Let's we start? Th- I mean, maybe. We started. We seem to have. We seem to have. Yeah, so maybe I should introduce this year, this week's guest. It's a thought. Huh? It's a you know? thought. Last <laughs> time, I did not until like 30 minutes in. So, oh, you know, speaking of Ryan Harrison. Oh, it's <laughs> not nearly as bad as... Um, Mary and I last week we got like literally 20 minutes in probably before it was like oh and by the way this is David Brown (laughs) Wayward Blues and Company nice well uh, executive Frank producers here and myself Tony Barnes you are with Tony Barnes I am with Uh, we are with Moore County too we are we support Moore County and one of Moore County's um past and present finest here today as a guest and we have mike crumpler with squared away home inspections and uh you know uh mike has helped me tremendously as a real estate agent um you know making sure that my buyers don't buy a piece of crap and if they do they get to negotiate a lot of it back hopefully um so uh, certainly appreciate uh appreciate that mike um yeah Absolutely. so mike tell us a little bit about your early years kind of how what brought you to moore county and uh what kind of got you started you've had a, a, a really colorful career in different um walks of life i'd say so a very interesting story to tell so Absolutely. how did it start well tony first off thank you for having me here yes like sir like i said we, we're in your presence we appreciate it oh yeah right. <laughs> right. thank you thank you you can kiss my toe now <laughs> it's on the table how did it get up here so fast? i'm used to this so you know just gonna get his shoes off so fast <laughs> Okay, I'm, this is awkward. You can't see my face, but it's red right now. So, so flattering. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, so start off with I was uh, born in Greensboro in 1998. Um, I'm sorry, 1988. I was about to say, you're yeah, that yeah. young. No, I'm not that young. Dude, I know. Um, Lived in Greensboro until 1998 when I was 10. Uh, most people don't know where the, the town is. It's Stoneville. Uh, that's the actual town hmm. north of Greensboro. I always say Greensboro. Hmm. Um, last town in North Carolina on 220 before you cross into Virginia. Interesting. Um, hmm. Dad had his own textile business, and um, 1998 textiles were going overseas into Mexico. And so we, he was looking for different work. So we brought him to Moore County through McMurray Fabrics. Uh, Brian McMurray offered him a job down here, and we moved here when I was 10 years old. Um, started school at what was then Aberdeen Elementary, which you probably remember that, Tony, when it was fourth grade through eighth grade. Yeah, I think I used to play basketball in there. Didn't they have a stadium yep. or a little yep. uh, basketball the, court thing there? The Red Devils. Aberdeen yeah, Red the Red Devils. Devils. I remember the big Red Devils. Scared the death out of me when I was looking. <laughs> <laughs> Side note. Anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, went to Southern Middle School, one of the first classes to go all the way through sixth, seventh, and eighth there. The school had just opened our sixth grade year, which is pretty cool. Um, during that time frame, made a lot of good connections, good friends in the area, and we were always either playing basketball or uh, the group that I was with, we were trying to find work, whether it was going to neighbors and trying to mow yards or pick up pine cones and leaves or whatever. We're trying to find something to do to, to make money. Um, one of the close friends that I had then was Matt Sessoms. Uh, Matt Sessoms' father is Greg Sessoms, and he was a fire captain at the time at Southern Pines Fire Department. Um, hung out with him a lot and the nights that his dad was on shift we would go hang out with the guys on shift and uh, of course backdraft was one of the three movies growing up that was in the <laughs> vhs player every single day <laughs> so naturally i was drawn to going to go visit with him and hanging out on the fire trucks um started getting older and trying to figure out what i was going to do uh in life and went to Pinecrest high school uh, that was 2004 and started carpentry and drafting 
Um, building things is always something I enjoyed doing. And so naturally, carpentry and drafting architecture was something I was drawn to. Uh, drafting was with Sonia Stubbs. Um, we did drafting ninth and 10th grade, and then it started going into mechanical engineering. I lost interest. I wanted to stay with drawing houses, drawing blueprints. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing that I did was carpentry. And what was awesome at the time about carpentry uh, with Davis Salmon then was we built a house every year. And at that. the end of the year, we would yeah. auction the house off. Um, I learned a lot doing that. I mean, not just about the framing, but also about the flashing, flashing points, plumbing, electrical. Um, we we did we literally built the house from the ground up. Um, I think the foundation is still out there. The, the masonry class built a masonry foundation, and then we built everything off of that. And the masonry foundation was always left in place. They would transport the the oh. house after it was auctioned off. Hmm. Awesome. Oh wait, interesting. So you'd build it at school, mm-hmm. and then it would be. Auctioned off and transported. In. That's yep. awesome. Wow. Like in like the whole thing. The would whole be, thing. Wow. Yep. Um, and the location, to my knowledge, the foundation's still there in between the bus parking lot and the football field. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's where the the foundation was at. So they don't do that anymore. <laughs> no. The last time I stopped by the school, it was when I was at Southern Pines Police Department. Stopped by um, just to do a walkthrough, and the class then they were building sheds. So hmm. I don't know that I don't know if they're still so, doing that. So they're still building something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Man, and but. you get a lot of similar concept as far as the the structure and the way that it's built. But you lose so much as far as not yeah. being able to do the, the electrical and plumbing and all the other things that were involved. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I remember that back in the day. I unfortunately I didn't back then. I didn't pay enough attention to that. That, that was always a class that I, I was telling them earlier. That <laughs> not me, mom, but uh, some people would smoke cigarettes near the dumpster back there. You know, the, <laughs> yeah, never the, the troublemakers. You know, not those uh, guys. Sorry, mom, but uh, but thankfully for for people like you know Mike uh, actually paid attention to that class. <laughs> God bless him. You know? so I was always better at other things, and I, I hate to admit it, but I I can't. I was telling Mike the other day at a home inspection in Rockingham. I was like. Yeah, I always feel like I lose a little bit of my manhood when I tell other guys this, but like my wife puts the things together. <laughs> like I get so frustrated, man. I probably lost a lot of friends saying this on the the radio, but uh, you know, she's she's like, oh, let's do, uh, let's put this together. So fun. I'm like, God, I hate this so much. You know, like, I just can't do it. That's that's a good cover, Tony. You yeah, let yeah. your wife do that. That's so nice of you. <laughs> yeah, right. The geometry was never a thing for me. When I look at that instructions, I'm like, Are you kidding me? This doesn't go there. It can't go in. There. There. Like what is this? Or in my case, my wife buys stuff from IKEA a lot. Yeah, and they don't send all the screws. They yeah. don't send all yeah. the hardware. So it's like, all right, I'm fishing, trying to find everything to, to put it together. <laughs> luckily, I've never had one that I was missing a, a part from. Nice. Really? Yeah, that's luckily. special. Actually, yeah. I mean, I guess I've only done two, but you still, you should have played the lottery today, yesterday. <laughs> I know you might have been a billionaire, and now. you don't even know. Thanks, Tony. And by yesterday, this God. is this is going to be three weeks from now. So whoever won that one point nine billion or whatever it was weeks ago, weeks it wasn't ago. me. That's right. Yeah. Because I didn't play. That's right. You can't. You can't. You can't win. Scared if you money don't play. can't don't make money. Right. That's right. right. Yeah. That's true. Like they say, if you win, you you might. You won't know. There'll be signs, but you won't know. Yeah. Right. Like, where'd that guy from Squared Away go? <laughs> <laughs> Does he own islands in the Pacific now? Yeah. <laughs> yes, many. Wow. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. Um, so, of course, doing that through uh, through high school, that was my main two things that I focused on in high school as far as um, getting the education part of it. I think uh, quite a few of the years, especially senior year, I would go to drafting and carpentry, and then I'd go to work after that. Uh, just first half of the day, go to school. Second half of the day, we'll go to work. And at that time, I was going back and forth between landscaping and framing houses, whichever was busiest at the time. Um, that would have been around 2007. So you can tell getting into construction at that time wasn't exactly the the, the big thing to do. Yeah, right. Um, so I started working at Piner's Blacksmith Shop, and that's what I was doing when I graduated high school. Um, all my friends went to Senior Beach Week, and I'm standing there in the blacksmith shop learning how to weld. <laughs> wow. Uh, but it was it was great. Um, that was one of the things that I just I put in my tool belt and something that I know how to do now, and I enjoyed doing it. Um, started After that, I started framing houses with Beasley, uh, Beasley Better Builders. Um, I think he was out of Jackson Springs. Hmm. Um Really enjoyed that, but again, it just wasn't the time to be getting into construction. And so I was trying to figure out what I was gonna, what I was gonna do because I knew it couldn't at the time it couldn't be that. And began pursuing public safety. Um, went to back to Aberdeen Fire Department at this point and met Philip Richardson, who was extremely instrumental in where I am today. 
uh, high school, I was I, what was great was I hung out with everybody, um, and what was kind of bad was I hung out with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I had great friends, and I had some friends that were going down the wrong path, and I was somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I can relate to that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it helped tremendously later in life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it certainly uh, it was it's a it's a trying time when you're that age and you have all the different influences trying to affect your your outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily, like I said, I had the connection through the fire department when I was 16. I became a junior fireman. So, of course, when I was um, 18, I already had the, the the groundwork for a lot of the, the, the knowledge. And so I talked to Philip Richardson about becoming a volunteer at Aberdeen. And uh, he brought me on as a volunteer. And the more I did it, the more I, I realized I wanted to do it for a living. Um, so I went through the fire academy down in Fayetteville, learned a lot about uh, fire prevention and also just how fire works. Um, which helps me with my current career mm-hmm. tremendously. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, so I'm supposed to go in and with a friend of mine, Chris Malone. I don't know if you know Malone. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So me and Chris were supposed to go in and listen to Coast Guard at the same time. So looking forward to it so much so that the winter leading up to that, I was uh, swimming in the lake in the winter to try to get ready for Cape May, New Jersey. Yikes. <laughs> um, but the day that um, we were supposed to enlist, Philip Richardson called me and offered me a full-time job at Avenue Fire. Uh, so I went ahead and, and took it um, gladly. And it, it, again, opened a lot more doors for me professionally and just meeting so many more people through that avenue. That's awesome. Um, did that and started making friends with the guys at the police department. I was like, man, you guys got an awesome job. And... Um, Became personal friends with quite a few of them. One in particular who was a big influence was Brian Chavis. Uh, he's now the captain at Aberdeen Fire, or I'm sorry, Aberdeen Police Department, and um, became friends with him. And he was a new officer at the time, and just started seeing it. When we would go to rec scenes together, and I'd see what he would do. I was like, man, that that looks interesting. And um, so I started gaining interest and knowledge really into law, basic law enforcement, and took the basic law enforcement training program at Sand Hills. Uh, that would have been 2009. And in my head, I was going to just stay sworn, still do fire full time, but it, it quickly turned into doing police full time. Mm-hmm. Um, got into law enforcement full time and um, worked several different agencies within the county and got to Southern Pines Police Department. And I really enjoyed it. It's a great agency to work for. Uh, also, at the same time, I started having a family. Mm-hmm. And at that point, working 10, 12 hour shifts. You know, four or five days a week, depending on the scale where I was at with investigations or with patrol, became taxing on a family when my wife was also in law enforcement. Mm. Uh, We met when I was a police officer at Aberdeen, and she was a paramedic in 2011. Uh, We were friends from then until 2016, and um, finally talked her into going out on a date with me. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the rest is history. We dated for about six months and got married. Wow. Awesome. During Hurricane Matthew. (laughs) <laughs> yep, and uh and then it wasn't long after that she also transitioned into law enforcement so at wow. that, that point you know it became it became a lot with both of us working and she moved her way up to investigations also with both of us working investigations it was like all right something's something's gotta gotta give here and um mm. at the time i had a really good friend kyle farrell um and through him i met a guy named eric Payne. eric Payne was a good friend of his father's you may be familiar with paying home inspections yeah mm-hmm. so every friday and saturday night and i'm not kidding you every friday and saturday night for about two years we would get together and we'd have a a fire and we'd throw cornhole and we'd have a chicken leg quarters on the grill or fish fry or whatever but we were all going to be getting together mm-hmm. and um i just started talking to eric about home inspections and he just gave me a little bit at a time one week he'd tell me a little bit and then he changed the subject mm-hmm. and the next week we get together and he'd tell me a little bit more and he changed the subject so finally after about two months i got enough knowledge out of him to figure out this is something i'm interested in and uh i asked him if i could go ride with him on an inspection and he gladly let me go with him finished the inspection and what i realized was it was a beautiful marriage of the fire prevention and the knowledge of fire prevention, the investigation experience, which I had from the police department, the majority of my time in law enforcement was working in investigations. Um, you're investigating a house and house don't lie to you where a person will lie to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it tied my construction knowledge and background into it. So it tied all these things together that I previously had done and enjoyed. And it was in one profession. <laughs> so I awesome. talked to Eric about getting licensed and, um, it, guided me to the home inspection training center up in burlington went through the program and 
initially I told my wife, you know, hey, this is something I'm interested in. And I think she probably thought I was crazy. She was like, you got a great thing where you're at. <clears throat> but she agreed and went ahead and went through the program. And uh, she was like, okay, well, as long as you just do this on the side, you know, law enforcement <laughs> full time. To her benefit, she grew up in a military household where you had that guaranteed income coming in, guaranteed you did not have to worry about the economy or anything like that. And that's mm-hmm. what we were also used to. So talking to her about wanting to get um, licensed or certified in home inspections, she said, as long as it stays part time. <laughs> so I uh, stayed part time for about six months. So I was working with, over at Atlas uh, with Mike Rutowski, which is a story in itself how I got linked up with Mike. It's really awesome. After I finished the uh, program at the Home Inspection Training Center, I was talking with Bonnie Gregory, who was over the program, about just inspectors in my area. It was a field that I only knew of Eric, Eric Payne. Uh, being in this area and so she told me that mike was in the area and i knew mike from the real house mm-hmm. uh, we used to get calls over there from noise complaints from the people <laughs> behind him and it, to his benefit <laughs> they weren't loud yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was just uh, some people that had a house right next door to a bar oh yeah i mean i remember that what do you i used expect? to play music there and, yeah. and it was like all the time the same people calling yep <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah absolutely so i started reaching out to um local inspectors and just letting them know hey i'm newly licensed i'm in the area i'm just trying to gauge prices i don't want to step out here and undercut everyone on their prices and um just trying to get feel what the norm is and of the three that i initially messaged mike immediately replied back and it was, we talked back and forth just a minute, and he said, you know, hey, come ride with me on Saturday. So I went and rode with him, and we talked for well, the entirety of the inspection. And after the inspection, um, he had offered me, you know, if I ever became interested in coming to work for someone, to let him know that he'd be glad to bring me on. And uh, I went to go work for Mike. And, well, let me back up a little bit before I do that full time. Before that, I started my own company, uh, More Heritage Home Inspections. So okay, I know that. my dad's company, textile, textile company, was um, Heritage Knits. So I wanted to use his name and his logo. Um, but then, of course, after talking with Mike, I was like, okay, well, he's already got everything in place. Like, let me go ahead and, and uh, called him up and said, you know, I'd be glad to come work with you. So I stayed part-time with Mike for about six months. And I went to my wife again. And I was like, I know this sounds crazy, but I think I want to do this full-time. And we, up to talking to her, I had prayed about it multiple nights because it just, something was guiding me that direction. And I was like, well, if this is the right thing, then I need to be, you know, for sure led that way and not have the anxiety when I think about leaving law enforcement full time. And I talked with her and I know she thought I was crazy. And uh, I finally got her convinced also and hadn't looked back, got out of law enforcement full time, still sworn at the sheriff's office and switched over to home inspections full time, which was incredible. I'm home every night now. My phone doesn't ring at 2 a.m. anymore. Uh, if it does, somebody butt dialed me. <laughs> um, That's awesome. And learned a great bit working at Atlas. And um, the time came again where I just felt something telling me, "Hey, you just step out on your own. This, you need to do this on your own." And uh, prayed about it many nights for about six months. And I, I was like, "Well." I'm going to go to Casey, and I know she's going to think I'm crazy. Here we go. <laughs> and I went to talk to her, and I think at this point she was like, I don't think you're crazy anymore. And so uh, Squared Away Home Inspections was born. That's awesome. And uh, we haven't we haven't looked back. We've been extremely successful and extremely blessed to, to be as successful as quickly as we are. Yeah, definitely. Well, certainly trust you guys a lot. Um, and Mike's great over at Atlas as well. You know, they've been around, you know, a little while, and, uh, you know, and certainly – I uh, appreciate what all you guys do for us realtors out there because, you know, some realtors would rather have short, uh, you know, uh, inspection reports or something that just are very vague and like, oh, yeah, there's nothing wrong. Yep. I mean, of course, that's great if that's the real thing, you know, right. but Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm, as much as it sucks when you get one, you're like, at least, you know, now before you spend five hundred thousand dollars, you know, I yeah. mean, so yeah. I would rather have someone that I trust that also can deliver it tactfully and tastefully and the verbiage doesn't scare the living bejesus out of my clients you know Absolutely. So and be like, able to talk to the clients yeah and that's a big part of it also and yeah you can have a horrible house but if you can convey everything to the client in a way that yeah these things are bad but you know you don't send them over the edge yeah exactly it's, it makes a it makes a big difference well it seems to me that if your approach to the whole business of home inspection carries through you mentioned calling everybody and i was struck with the respectfulness of that you took the time to reach out to people in the area and 
you respected them because it's their business too. Absolutely. You know, you want to get in, but you want to respect the people in your industry as well. So if if that carries through into the job that you do on a day to day basis, I think that that says a lot about um, about the way you 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 know you operate and carry Absolutely. yourself. Yeah. And a lot of that goes back to the the foundation with the fire service. I mean, there were some incredible guys that were it, it, when I was sixteen, seventeen, coming up. Um, Chuck Younger. Winky Shepard, Greg Sessoms were the captain, and and they were incredible guys. And you've got a great group of guys down here now too, for yeah, sure. That's a good segue. I think I'd like to, if you don't mind, maybe yeah. go back to a little bit yeah. of the uh, the fire days and the, the patrol days, yeah. and uh, and and what you've done. And thank you very much for for all you've done. I've I've always had. I mean, this is kind of my admiration and uh, respect for the military too. It's it's similar in ways where. You're out there doing things that I mean. You're gone from your family a lot. I mean, in the military, you might be gone overseas, but you know, um, you know, you you have to make. We were talking about the other day. You have to if a birthday kid's birthday falls on one day, you might have to celebrate it a week from now. You know, you just have to do those things. And you know, I've always appreciated and respected people that just sacrifice so much, like the military and police officers and and uh, firemen and women and uh, people that firefighters, firefighters, yeah, and and like an ambulance. Uh, the medical community yes. like I, it, it's hard for me to i mean i it's hard for me to even think that i would see some things like that and i mean i'm just not built for it i don't think you know I, I, and i'm so thankful that there are people that like yourself and that get into law enforcement get into fire firefighting and and the medical field and the military that can that do these things and i know it's not easy uh and i know you have to you have to sort of build yourself probably up to to be able to handle that every day i mean is there some unique stories that you might be willing to share about the firefighting or the patrol uh, police or anything like that that sure. maybe other people going into the business or the trade might um might help them kind of get through things and sure what they see yeah um the fire service of course you've got a your, your groups of guys on per shift so you get kind of used to you you four or five or six however many is together all of you doing things collectively mm-hmm. uh, in law enforcement you have your shift teams and patrol but you're, a lot of times you're on your own uh, I hate to say you're on your you're your own boss because you're not, but in a way you kind of are. Um, whereas if on the fire service, if if, the, if you want to go to Bojangles for lunch, hey guys, can all of us go to, to Bojangles for lunch <laughs> or whatever? Um, so I will say in law enforcement, you are a little bit more on your own, and that's got its ups and downs, uh, especially when uh, like with my stint at the sheriff's office, um, got a call for domestic in progress in Spice, which is all the way at the northwestern western side of the county, and I'm in Labilia. And I'm driving, you know, it was almost 45 minutes emergency traffic to get to it because I was the only person available at the time. There was four of us on the shift at the time, but I was the only person available to get there at the time. Mm. Um, so there will be times where, like I say, it, you're going to be by yourself and you might be fighting by yourself. Mm. I've had times where I was fighting with a gentleman, um, extremely intoxicated and suicidal, and he came after me. Um, needless to say, we went fighting and my nearest backup was coming from Western Pines. Now, I granted at the time I was in Carthage, um, but the only person available to come to me was a, a Western Pines officer. So there will be times you've got to learn to, to talk yourself out of a situation or learn how to fight yourself out of a situation. Mm-hmm. And sometimes talking just don't work, Yeah. regardless of, of how good you are. I mean, when I, there was times arresting people, and I kind of convey this into home inspections now when I deliver a bad report. <laughs> but there was times arresting people when I would explain the, the totality of the circumstances to them and the position that I'm in. They almost thanked me for – it sounds crazy to think someone's going to thank you for placing them under arrest. But I've had one or two that, you know, were like, you know, thank you. You're getting me out of a bad situation. I know this is just the steps to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a, that's a good side of it too is knowing how many lives you're going you're gonna to affect and going to change. Not all of them see it initially at the very beginning. Yeah, but it you do make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. That's an extreme, extremely impactful career, you know, For choice sure. and and thankful. And I know it's been hard over the last couple of years. A lot of people getting out that I know, um, and you know, there's I mean, just a lot of political and things like that nature that and un- unfortunate circumstances. But I'm always extremely thankful for the people that have served in those uh, positions and also continue to serve too. And and you want the the younger community too to want to do those things i mean you know everybody when they're a kid they want to be a firefighter or a cop yep. you know yep. and then you know somewhere down lo- along the line a lot of people choose different careers and that's fine but you know i'm always thankful for the ones that that do uh, you know yep. become firefighters and police officers and serve the public you know? absolutely so thank you for that yeah yep, absolutely um <clears throat> yeah having kids certainly certainly changes that yeah for sure you <laughs> know does. being gone 
all the time. And then, so we got to a point, especially this time of year, it was getting getting uh, darker earlier and the sun coming up earlier or time changed. It reminded me of this, but when I was in investigations at the police department and the sheriff's office, um, I'll never forget, you drive to work with your headlights on, you drive home with your headlights on. And it got to the point where my little, my little girl, Emma, she was uh, about one years old, and she honest, almost didn't know who I was because I was only there before she would get up sometimes. I might see her when she gets up, and then she was in bed when I got home. So between that and um, we had a homicide here in Southern Pines where a young lady who was pregnant, um, within a few days of having her child, was, was murdered. Mm. Um, and so there's things like that that happened that really put a lot of things in perspective. And um, what, what was truly important in life and uh, definitely wanted to be there for the kids yeah, and make a, a better life for our family. No, absolutely. I get it you know, completely. I mean, but just the fact that you served and, and did those things for so many years, I mean, that's, you know, uh, that's just it's, it's selfless, you know, and, sure. and that's just like what I think about the military around here you know, is selfless service. And uh, we have a lot of that in Moore County. We're and, blessed with that. And thankfully, yeah. you, you know, know, growing up here, and I know you, you might remember this term, Tony, um, when I was a kid in late 90s, early 2000s, I remember Pinehurst being called Heaven's Waiting Room. Because no, it was all know. elderly, majority elderly. Oh, gotcha, yeah. And mm-hmm. with the military transition coming in, it's done a lot of great things here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. Bringing in, you know, of course, the breweries, but then all the, the places to eat, just all the things that are going on here every weekend now. You yeah. know, before, we didn't have any of this. Now, we had many pines, mm-hmm. which was awesome. We had your go-karts and your uh, batting cages. and. Oh, yeah, I've heard up. about this place. Yeah. And they took it away and, from us. Yeah. And they took it away. <laughs> Why? Yeah. The one thing for kids back then. Yes. You, know, like, yes. <laughs> you could bat. You could uh, baseball cages, go golf or go-karts, yep. uh, mini golf. I mean, everything, it you know. It's fantastic. All in one thing, you know. I love mini golf. It was uh, uh, behind the fire department, behind yeah. Southern Pines Fire Department. Aren't there apartments there now? There are. It's um, oh, Gracious Living. Okay, right over oh, here. Yeah. yeah, I think that's gracious right. Gracious Living. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they took it away. That was the spot, man. Yes. I remember that's where we always went. Yep. I love that it. in the theater. When the theater on Bruce Wood opened, so we had the one originally where um, Texas Roadhouse is, mm-hmm. and then you had the one where the Nissan dealership is, and yep. then finally the one on Bruce Wood opened. Mm-hmm. And it was six fifty a movie, and I have no t- idea what it is now. <laughs> Last I heard, it was a lot more. 650 yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> well today, when you include popcorn. Yes. <laughs> today it's 7 is, is it really? really? Yeah. yeah. Not that bad. Oh, it's actually good. It's <laughs> yeah. just they get you with the popcorn. It's $430 for a large. A super large, you know. <laughs> a combo for 700 <laughs> Yeah. That, but don't they, do they serve? They were starting they to serve, serve beer it. there, They're right? Really? Yeah. Well, hello. Yeah. yeah. Come on. I'll check pay, it out. I'll pay $15 for a beer at a movie theater. I mean, right? <laughs> you know? Supporting the cause. I, mean, I, I, don't, think, I don't think they can do that, actually. <laughs> really? I think they have to maintain, like, serve it at a specific price they can't price gouge like abc laws oh gotcha yeah huh. well somehow football hope, teams do I it hope so it's right? <laughs> like so go to All the right. panthers game it's maybe. 48 dollar yeah. beer night yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe i'm wrong so. 300 a ticket and now i gotta pay for a 48 dollar beer and a hot dog that's 13 <laughs> right. you want chili with that sir yeah. it's another five okay yeah. thanks yeah. sweet oh god there's been a couple hundred dollars yeah no i remember you know that would have been nice to have back in the day, but I guess we, well, I was really old enough thinking about high school and all that. But anyway, yeah. um, I remember a cool story. I went to Appalachian State. Um, I don't know. Should I go off on this tangent? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, was a, there was a little theater out there on uh, on King Street, and uh, we lived right across the street in our apartments. And, and I remember I was in college, and um, it was you know, it was cold in Boone, obviously. So we had I got one of those. What are the what's the box wine that's real famous? Starts with an F. Fr- Franz, Franzia. 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 Yeah. So I had a big old jacket. So nobody knew in Boone because it's so cold. You have to wear like fifteen jackets. And I was um, I had brought little plastic cups in, and so my friends were sitting there, and, and I was just passing cups around the wine and stuff. And I I drank a little too much really quick, and uh, yeah, that was a bad story. Um, things happened. I didn't, you know, I mean, I went to the bathroom, of course. That was but, the, uh, and that was the end of that. And that was the end of that. Yeah. Should I, I, uh, we can cut this out, right? Is that cool? Yeah. I'm sorry, Mom. I'm sorry. You never just, did bad things in college, Mom. When never. you see Tony next, just don't mention this story. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mom's learning a lot about this, isn't she? That's right. learning about Tony. Oh, God, I know. Well, she doesn't listen anyway. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Mom's always listening. Yeah, they do. Oh, they are, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Oh, and they can always see in the back of their heads and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, I get it. But yeah. anyway, that was a weird 
I don't know why I went there, but I went there. Yeah. But anyway, uh, kind of like the toes. Yeah, it pretty much. Relevant. Yeah, just all instantly. It was relevant yeah. in some way. Sort of. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah so, uh, what are we doing right now? I don't know. I got <laughs> a phone call. And I'm sorry. You got a, oh, oh, you got a phone my call? wife called me, and I was uh -oh. like, um, I'm in a recording. <laughs> um, speaking of, there's no family while we're doing this right <laughs> now. Right? Family. I mean, you were. No. Okay. No, no Frank. No. Frank. I don't care. I mean, I don't care. This is my time, Frank. Mine. Okay. <laughs> I didn't take my son to go voting today. I was. I, uh, I think I'm. I think I'm guilty about it. Do you have an 18 year old son already? <laughs> How old are you, Frank? Gosh, I look. I may look young. Yeah, Frank the Tank. I know. That's the first time he's never heard. You never heard that before, have you? No, <laughs> like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah, no, that's a, yeah. Eight, eight, it's you got kind of sick. Yeah. 18 year old son already yeah, man you know, wow they grow up so fast they do mm -hmm. they do does he i bet he was born with an awesome mustache like yourself like you have right now wasn't he yeah he was born at 15 years old mm-hmm yeah. mustache and everything exactly yeah, yeah. handlebars and all right mm-hmm mm -hmm. yeah we've we've talked about awesome facial hair on this show all the time yeah yeah and actually we nice have another we have yeah. a nice goatee here we had something about it I talked know. about the beards with the uh mckenzie's mill yeah. Yeah. yeah oh yeah you heard yeah. about that wow we got oh, a listener oh yeah wow. you, got one listener you might be our first <laughs> wow we met we met a real in-person listener <laughs> we did it Tony. <laughs> yeah mom we made it <laughs> yes. two listeners yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's awesome. Because I thought the the three listeners were just me listening to it three times is what I thought it was. But this makes me happy. No, it was you twice and me once. That's right. Yeah, because you do sometimes listen. I mean, I listen. Maybe you've in listened once. Spirit and spirit. Yeah, spirit. fictitiously listen. <laughs> right, you know. Yeah, I imagine so. that I listen. Yeah, and it's so great. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. Just imagining listening to things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tony, after we left your house the other day for the inspection, we, uh -huh. uh, we went to quite a, quite a unique one. Oh, no. Um, ran the upstairs plumbing, and uh, I go downstairs, and I hear water pouring. Mm. I'm like, okay, uh -oh. well, what's Yikes. going on? Walk in the dining room, sure enough, there's water pouring through the dining room ceiling. Oh, uh, I don't mean trickling. I mean, it is pouring from the ceiling. God. And I'm guessing this is a house, since it's oh, on yeah. the market, like, they're yeah. not living in it. Mm -mm. So, it's, uh, it's it was built in the 90s i'm not gonna go into great detail yeah. anybody think about the exact house but yeah. yeah it was built in the 90s um yeah i was that, that was a first mm. that how, was a first how long i mean how much water like was it just i would say just what made it through the ceiling because you got to think for it to come through the ceiling it's got to get out of the plumbing pipe through the insulation and then through the the drywall uh there was a few gallons on the floor because i had ran the bathtub upstairs to make sure that the jets operate in the tub like they're supposed to. Mm. So you got to fill it up to the point of the jets because I made this mistake before. If you don't fill it all the way to the jets and you turn yeah. the jet on, it's going to spray. I thought it was <laughs> high enough and it, and it wasn't. Mm. Lesson learned. <laughs> I keep towels in my truck now. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, you're filling the tub up completely and then uh, sure enough, it drained through the, the ceiling downstairs. Yikes. The dining room. Yeah, that's man. nightmarish. Yeah. For a realtor. Yeah, that's... Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Sorry, your house was flooded. Yeah, and it was uh, in that room right then when I met the clients for the first time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. By the way, I'm Mike. Hi, uh, this house is floating away right now. Are you sure yeah. you want it? <laughs> Absolutely. This, um, and, the, and the buyer's agent's like, this is not a bad thing. We're going to negotiate the crap out of this right now. Buyer's actually. agent. 40000 off for yeah. this. No. Buyer's agent was such a sport. He was in there with a mop, mopping the water up. He's like, go ahead and proceed with the inspection. I got this. He was mopping the water up. Yeah. Guess what else can you do, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, some unique things for sure. Yeah, glass is half full thing, you know, because uh, you're like, oh, now I can finally start. You don't have to give up your firstborn. Speaking of firstborns, uh, to land a house now, that's a great thing. You yeah. don't have to, like, sign over your children, you right. know. Um, and you can actually sort of negotiate things every now and then here and again. So, um, you know, there's, there's positives to that, that whole thing. So, man, I hope they negotiated it well. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, we sort of still want the house, but it's uh, started floating away. Yeah. So, yeah, forty thousand. I'll, I'll take that about. I'm just kidding. We're we're nice people, okay? Nice Realtors people. already have a bad name, and I'm I'm sitting here making it worse. Uh, no. Most of them are honest people. Yeah, most, no, most. Of them. No, that is all. that is an exaggeration. But you, of course, you would ask for well, some. Well, most can be fifty-one percent, right? Majority. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I meant yeah. I meant the forty thousand. Oh, the forty thou. Yeah, that's a yeah. It's, it's just being facetious here. Of course, you're here. gonna ask yeah. for some. 
compensation or offset for a flooded house. Right. right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, you know. No, you're right. I mean, all the realtors that I work with, and I, I work with a small portion, I'm sure, of what's actually licensed in our area, but I've got a great group that I work with regularly. Of course, you're one of those. Well, thank you. Um, but just uh, very fortunate to have such a, a great group that, that will call me. You know, their client picked me out of the ones that they gave them to choose from, and get to see them again it's always a fun time when i see tony yeah man we have some good conversations for sure and i always enjoy like learning from you know because part of my job is you want to know at least like i said i didn't pay attention in the framing class and Pinecrest, so you know i have to learn now on the fly you know and i I try to make it to every single home inspection and at least try to be there for an hour or two if not the whole time and probably mike gets tired of me being there like hey man what's that over there why is that this way oh well it's this this way like just probably tired of like probably man i've always admired how good you are and and other home inspectors about like because sometimes the buyer's there sometimes the seller's there and they're always trying to talk to you like oh that's not a problem oh that's a problem you're like what is that and you're just like oh god that's probably where your 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 police officer skills come in right being able to talk to everybody exactly yep you have to be absolutely i mean Mm -hmm. one of the things i learned being a cop is you're uh, also a babysitter yeah and in that aspect you're having to you got tons of emotions flying and you got to kind of be the the mediator or mitigator and just sort of get everybody back on an even playing field and hey this isn't the end of the world Mm -hmm. one Um, one word that i've always loved one after i heard it is equanimity mm -hmm. and it means of an even state of mind or an even keeled is like another way yeah um uh, if you could just dumb down the smart <laughs> words frank i mean this is my show I, we okay. haven't won the lottery listening yet. To this? <laughs> we're more county people <laughs> <laughs> uh, that frank he just big words i don't like him at all <laughs> frank, I, just, I don't actually know words i just use them to make you think that i belong guys he actually has a dictionary out right now like he just he just pulled that out of his you know what i mean come on frank don't give away my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't no. even know what a thesaurus is, Frank. <laughs> but no, they're I, extinct, Tony. That's right. <laughs> the dinosaur with phone right. books, yeah. dictionaries. Hey, phone books aren't extinct. They're still around. <laughs> I you gotta make. It. Yeah, we publish one. Yeah, yeah, right. There's a great one that the pilot <laughs> publishes every, every year. That's right, Tony. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you'd like to send donations to the dinosaur of. <laughs> The Foodensaurus. <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. No, so Tony, you're talking about things that you look for when doing showings or whatever. So mm-hmm. I do have a presentation that I do uh, tomorrow. Will be at Premier Real Estate. Tomorrow being Wednesday the ninth. Mm-hmm. Um, but it goes into things that, as a realtor, you can look for when walking through a house, either with a client or just video chatting the client or whatever. But things for you to see that you know, hey. Um, See that there's polybutylene, the gray plumbing behind the the toilets. You know, hey, it may be throughout the home, or knowing that if a house is built in with a certain time frame, it may have the single strand aluminum wiring. Um, but just different things for you to look for visually when you're walking through a house to sort of just add to your tool belt on things that you know can make it make the showing process a little bit better for you and can prepare your client for, hey, just a heads up, it was built during this time frame or I saw a crack in the floor in here. It could just be a crack in the floor. It could be a rotted subfloor. Um, but just things to sort of help better prepare your client for what they could expect. Yeah, that's awesome. And and uh, while we're at, let's go ahead and tell uh, everybody listening where you can find uh, to schedule a home inspection for Mike. Absolutely. So you can visit us online at uh, Uh Give us a call at 910-420-5768. Um, if you schedule it online, certainly go to the website. There's a scheduling link on the top. Uh, top page you can schedule everything 100 online you can schedule termite inspections through us also uh, we also offer radon inspections um and of course we're on social media my wife operates our social media and does a tremendous job she's easily my, my biggest fan that's awesome uh, nice. we're you, on facebook instagram and tiktok thanks and then, thanks yeah uh mike's wife yeah Casey. Yes, thanks, Casey. Mike. Yeah. Yes, Casey. <laughs> so, like I said, Casey got out of law enforcement. She was working as a transaction consultant uh, for two different realtors and decided to go ahead and get a real estate license. So, she That's got her right. license, and within a month of getting licensed, she's got a house under contract. That's which awesome. Is really awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, you know, being in any business you start, 
you know, and go into. It's scary when you start on your own because as a realtor, you basically, I mean, you, you hang your hat somewhere, but you're sure. your own business. Sure. I mean, you're only as successful as you're going to be or you're going to make happen. So, um, you know, I think that's, it's always a scary thing, but, um, you know, for her to be able to already have some stuff under contract and things happening, that's exciting because, and, you know, it's also great that you're a home inspector because you see I mean, clients and people and all that. And, uh, you know, I'm wish her the best of luck. It's always nice to, you know, there's, I think a lot of times, for the most part, in Moore County, whatever business you're in, I mean, for the most part, people are very friendly and, you know, friendly competition kind of thing. You know, I, yep. I, I don't mind. I've had I had my broker in charge, Roy Harville, on here, who's a fantastic realtor. He's been doing it for 40, well, God, a long time. Sorry, Roy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, he's a fantastic, but he's still doing it and he loves it, you know, and uh and I don't, it's not about competition for me. You know, I've, I've always been a big believer. And if you're a real person, you're honest, you're humble, as you know, and, and you, you work hard and you try to learn all the time, uh, that people are going to, you're going to have business and whatever it is, you're going to, you're going to, business is going to come to you. And it's also enough, thankfully, in Moore County, I think we're growing. There's enough business for a lot of people that really, deserve it you know yeah absolutely um, i want to see those around me even if in the same profession succeed absolutely um, yeah. i've had a, a gentleman that was riding with me granted he's not in this area he would be in the uh, charlotte area but after he got done getting licensed in home inspections he asked to come ride with me and just come shadow and sort of learn um with the possibility of us expanding out to charlotte but big thing was he just wanted to come learn and he was having a somewhat of a difficult time finding somebody to just sh let him shadow and it's like yeah come on he came and shadowed me quite a few times and i ended up turning him on to to uh, another inspector friend of mine who is based out of Ashboro but serves the Charlotte area and it's been a great thing for both of them mm -hmm. but uh, I'm the same way I want to see people succeed and if yeah. I can help them in any way I'd be glad to do it and uh, that's why I reached out when I first got licensed reaching out to other guys in the area to be like hey I'm in the area how you know what can you what advice can you give me how should I set my prices or, or whatever because I'm the same way I want to I want to see people do well mm -hmm. um, whether it's in the same profession or not yeah, same, and and that's been a <clears throat> constant uh, thing that we've heard people say here. The guests that we've had, like Hatchet Brewing Company, same way. You know, he gave his. Uh, you know, they came on a little bit after Southern Pines Brewing Company, and and they were both ex-military and, and, and Real House as well. And Real House, yeah. And yeah. Mike, Mike yeah. was here, I think, before uh, Southern Pines, yeah. I believe. He yeah, was the yeah. first that's Real House in Moore County. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and all ex-military, and they all. Even to this day, Greg was saying that they work together if they need, you know, some cat, some I don't know the lingo. Yeah, I he wish talked I knew about a keg washer yeah. and um, the measuring for the the CO two. I can't remember the word for that tool, but mm. uh, yeah, and you know, very willing to share between breweries, and and I think that's great. And and I think to your point, you know, all of us in Moore County working together, or at least being willing to help each other or support each other. I notice that a lot, but it's only going to benefit everybody here in Moore County, all the citizens, all the businesses, all the tourists, you know, mm -hmm. anybody that comes here benefits from us caring about our community and, and trying to benefit it and help any way we can. Yeah, that's Absolutely. another good segue, too, is, you know, um, I'm fortunate enough to be um, uh, now on the board of directors um, for Camp Resilient North Carolina and Military Foundation helping soldiers that, um, you know, may have PTSD or just helping them kind of get get through those situations. And, um, you know, just when you're successful and then it feels good when you can you're like, OK, you know. I can I can donate I can donate some money to this cause or I can mm -hmm. volunteer my time and have somebody pay somebody else to take care of what I need to do you know for this day and let me go try to organize this event for this this organization that helps people you know I mean that I, that's the biggest thing for me success is you know and I I've, I've been a realtor for four and a half years almost five years now um, and to think before that I was a professional musician <laughs> you know professional musician sounds great but I was you know I was bringing about 30,000 35,000 before taxes before you know gas before everything else so really it was broke but uh I'm about to say this on my cop salary <laughs> yeah <really. laughs> but uh but I was the only uh you know I was I, I, I had a lot of pride <laughs> a lot of pride in uh in that because it was like man I, I did it for full full time for like you know for 12 years that's all I did for money and and then I had kids and life changed and and thank God I got into real estate and all that but now the fact that I've just been had the support of the community you know they supported me in music um even when I wasn't able to 
donate a whole lot or whatever time and now they've supported me in real estate and now you know i've been able to to give back and and volunteer time and be a part of something and um and to me that just makes that's what i think success is all about it's not it's not just monetary it's just like being able to help the community that can't that needs help you know that's correct that's uh, that was something that was very important to to us when we started squared away home inspections was we donated and give to so many fundraisers we don't put it out there we don't do it for the attention or anything but we do a lot uh for our local community because the thing is we're not going anywhere i grew up here we're raising our kids here we want this to be a better area Uh, and sometimes it's things like helping those that are in need whether it's housing or clothing or whatever and sometimes it's situations like um a good friend of mine, a police chief over at Aberdeen's daughter was in a four-wheeler accident mm-hmm. uh, and racked up a lot of medical bills, and they had fundraiser for her. Um, but I'm like you. I've always said if I could ever be in a position to help other people, I was going to do it. And I, I think my accountant wants me to, to back down a little bit. <laughs> but um, certainly, I mean, we're in a position that where we can help a lot of people, and that's certainly something that we, we strive to do and certainly at the, the front of what we do. Absolutely. And it really goes it, it, what what you give, you get back tenfold. You really do. It's cliche as hell, but I mean, it's the truth. I mean, it really is. Cliche. Yeah. I've always said it. Cliches are cliches for a reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. because they prove true over and over and over again. Yeah. And this yeah. is and this is a great time to be talking about this, you know, you know holidays coming up. And uh, we've had Teamworks organization over here. Uh, we've interviewed them, mm-hmm. Cliff Brown at Teamworks that helped the homeless around here. We've also had Camp Resilient North Carolina who um, strive to help soldiers and their families get through some tough times. Uh, hope to have Patriot Foundation on at some point. And Kim mm-hmm. Gilly, we've talked a little bit. She's uh, they give scholarships to kids of the you know fallen soldiers and, and ill soldiers and. You know, I think just being able to give back, uh, especially at this time of year, we're about to do, speaking of, we're about to do the Veterans uh, Special, Veterans Day Special, that will be released. Uh, we usually release these uh, every Tuesday at 9 a.m. to Pilot Radio. Well, and that will go on, it will have been on mm-hmm. um, the radio, but the podcast will come out at 11 on the 11th on the 11th yeah so we're actually having a special release basically for, yeah. and that's with greg at hatchet brewing company right um you know he we, we decided to do a little special veterans day uh release for that so if you'd like to find some places to to donate look up camp resilient north carolina look up uh there's so many great great ones not just military but so many like toys for tots i mean you know uh patriot yeah. foundation i mean there's do you have any you'd there. like to mention yeah. yes absolutely uh, mike crumper has some and, and frank if you have any you want to throw in there let's just talk about all of them it's the time time a year to give you know you know i i fully think um that you know i'm sure have things that i'd like to as i'm able which i'm not at this point um to donate a lot of money to but i believe that you know just find something that you care about you know just think about it think about what you care about and start talking to people you're going to find something that really, really closely aligns with what you care about. I mean, it's out there and it's probably, there's probably a local organization that does that, which I also highly, highly recommend if anybody's asking my opinion. If you're going to donate to something, try and look local first. You know, we got a lot of people here that, you know, when we talk to Team Cliff, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people here that need help that are overlooked those people the homeless community being one but there are other people you know the daughter of the chief down there getting in an accident that unfortunately happens absolutely one of my go-tos and i had to think about for which one it was we try to help out with so many is um tunnel to towers mm-hmm. yeah so tunnel to towers is also is not just for um military but also for public safety and if there is a family member that is disabled um or that was in public safety or military or if they are um killed in action then tunnel to towers is an organization that will provide a mortgage-free home for that family uh if they're disabled then they come in and make the home a more livable space and easier to live in space for those those with the disabilities that they may have or or whatever so tunnel towers is a really great organization also Wow, that's awesome, and and that and I like. I'm glad you said that because you know, the, the military certainly deserve Absolutely. everything that they have. But you know, I, I feel like there's 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 a lot. I mean, at least coming from here, we're next to Fort Bragg. There's a lot of military foundations. There's a lot mm-hmm. to help the veterans, and and they and they deserve it, and they need every bit of it. But uh, I just don't hear about as many of the for the the boys in blue and the girls in blue, and, and you know, and 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 those that really also serve the public and need it just as well you know right. so that's a great one to, to listen to take 
heed to so absolutely yeah so uh you know like that, that's the whole thing for me is like just being when you if you're able i know a lot of people work not you know sun up sundown like you know you do and you don't have the time to really do it you have kids you have family um i've been fortunate enough to be in the business that i'm in that i have sort of sort of my own boss kind of like you said you can be flexible at times with things and schedule things that really mean something to you and just if, if you don't know who to donate to <clears throat> um like you said find out what you're passionate about and and go see if they'll go volunteer for those people yeah like absolutely exactly. if you, you know can. talk to a friend and say what you know do you and if you can't monetarily, um, people, organizations are always willing to have a helping hand. You know, volunteering time is just as valuable as a monetary donation. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes maybe more, more. so, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I would say if you have time, and I know everybody's trying to, you know, times are tough right now, inflation, everything else. Yeah. It is election day. So, you know, if you want to. Right. <laughs> well, this will be three weeks from yeah, now. Yeah. You know, election, elections, <laughs> now, but, uh, elections happen too. You know? So, you know, if you have a problem, uh, voice it in the stroke of a pen pencil right pencil, and yes. we've just come out of an election season so a lot of people think of giving money to political organizations but you, you don't have to do that like mm -hmm. you know there are plenty of people out there who are willing to give money to political yeah, organizations absolutely. some yeah. is actually their job to do right, that. right. <laughs> so, for these people so we don't need to do that you know we can <laughs> find things that other things yeah and that's another thing sidebar and we're not going to get political here but for the love of everything, please. I'm tired of seeing just derogatory, just negative ads. Like, yeah. that's the worst thing about political season. I'm sorry. Some people probably enjoy those, but no, I don't at all. It's just, no. this makes me want to throw up. You know? Well, I think that there is probably an element of some people's that has like a f element of fascination with that, mm -hmm. kind of like with a lot of social media. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I picked up on it. I mentioned it um a little while ago, your respect to your fellow home inspecting um, industry businesses, because I think that that is something that we should all consider uh, to strive for or to just be aware of our own actions and ask oneself. I mean, I'm a member of a rotary ask yourself, is this a respectful thing that I'm about to do? You know, it's not that hard to take a second I mean, I'm. This is a frustr a point of frustration for me a lot of times, but it's not that hard to say. Is what I'm about to say something that I could not say? You know, do I have to say what I'm about to say because, if not, I mean, if it's not respectful, what good's going to come it. from it? Yeah, right. What's good? What good? You know, mm -hmm. with Rotary, I mentioned it because we have a four-way test. It's is it the truth? Is mm -hmm. the first thing you should ask yourself. Is it fair to all concerned? Will it be beneficial to all concerned? And will it build goodwill and better friendships? And I think that's what we call the four-way test. And it's a very, I think, a great rule of thumb to operate by in daily life. You know, granted, not everybody might remember those, but it's easy to say, am I being respectful right now? Right. And just yeah. try to have a little bit of empathy for other people, yeah, even if sure. they yeah. are completely just they don't believe anything that you believe. And even if maybe they are a little put put off putting, you know, like, I mean, there's a reason why just try to tr at least try to have that shred of like empathy. Like, why is this person this way? Or let's talk to him, let's him or her. Let's figure out why, you know, let's figure out what makes them tick, you know? I yeah. Mean, I mean, and I said it in our Teamworks um, episode. Think about it. You know, the, the person you're driving by on the street that's homeless realize that they could be in a very hard situation and they would they don't want to be homeless so don't judge them outright you know yeah, yeah absolutely just pause for a second and think about it right yeah, yeah. That's what, i mean with social media that just doesn't happen no <laughs> right we always hear the loudest voices uh, yeah. right? <laughs> on either side of the spectrum and that's always the frustration is because then people are like uh, j just lump them into the whole thing you know it's like right. extreme left extreme right i mean that's who you really hear on facebook There's and everywhere else a lot else. of people in the middle yeah though. yeah you know, like just just because they support who, such and such or whatever doesn't mean that they're terrible people you know like i mean you know right I don't know. we all have things that we want and and like you say the most extreme voices come out and i heard uh, somebody asked a question about political stuff online 
the highest engagement comes from the things that are most inflammatory and that they followed that with saying if you find yourself becoming emotional when you're reading a social media post <laughs> and maybe in general in life just take a second to realize that maybe what is causing that emotional reaction might be meant to cause that emotional reaction <laughs> to get you to share it or to get you to react emotionally instead of from a place of considered action. Yeah, absolutely. It could be completely false, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Oh, let's just lie about it. It's like, oh, did you see yeah. that post? Oh, my God. Yeah, and I didn't want to go there because sometimes it's accurate information yep. that is taken out of context, mm -hmm. but sometimes it's actually outright false. Mm -hmm. no. Yeah, I uh, learned that a lot in law enforcement. You know, it's all about the perspective of the person who's giving their opinion from the angle that they saw something or, or whatever. You know, a lot of people would think that there's a cop at the stoplight and somebody just ran a red light. They, they should go stop them. Well, yeah, if that officer saw them, I guarantee you they're going to go stop them. <laughs> right. But there's a whole other direction. You know, they may be looking or whatever. They didn't see that happen. Yeah, there's 364 other degrees. Right. Yeah. And you know, for that person that sees that cop and sees that person run that light, they think, well, why didn't he, why didn't he stop them? They promised that was me. They would stop me. Well, it's all about perspective. Right. You know, yeah, from your perspective, you see what, saw what happened, but they may not have seen that. Mm -hmm. Right. They could have been um, answering a radio call about something that is life-threatening. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yep. exactly. Absolutely. Priorities, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> honestly. Speeding ticket or <laughs> life and death. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, no, but thank you. I know... Um, yeah, I loved it. Make sure you check out Mike Crumpler at uh, Squared Away Home Inspections. And, uh, you know, if you... Um, yeah, you need to buy or sell a house. I mean, I'm here for you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, this, I had to is, do this it. is never an advertisement, but but don't he gets, he gets advertised every week now. Right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, he's, hey. he's very gracious. Yeah, very gracious. <laughs> my foot's on the table again. Hey, hey. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. No, not really. I mean, if you'd like to buy or sell a house, yeah. uh, my name's Tony Barnes. Anyway, uh, no, but seriously, Mike. Mike's been great. Uh, squared away home inspections. They always take care of my clients and make sure that if there is something to be found that they uh, will find it and um it's also not the end of the world if you find it you know we're, we're, we're here to help you as a team really we're all a team the real estate agents the you know as much as we have you know love-hate relationships with certain parts of certain teams uh the home inspection is not one of those i mean i i, I admire mike a lot and we definitely need them and you know you have lending and lending is not easy these days and they have a hard job to do and you know Especially we're all now. together to try to make make it happen you know i mean we can't we're not working against each other we have to have a team nobody's nobody can do any of this alone and, and that's a good thing that we've been talking about support system mentors things like that that or every every guest we have there's there's something that is connected like that so in the police force or firefighting or just in your life in general you you have to have a support group you have to have mentors and you have to have a t you have to work as a team i mean Absolutely. the biggest success has come as a team even if you're an independent contractor like myself i can't do any of this without mike or you know a lender that i trust you know and so we're, that's what this show is about is connecting Moore County to people that are honest and good and, and try to help the community and, and also want to make a living for themselves and have a great story to tell. And I think Mike has had a fantastic story. And uh, thank you for your public service and firefighting and police and everything else. I mean, that's fantastic. So glad to do it. Something else um, we all, all the time people think about us for buying or selling a home. Don't forget us about us for maintenance inspections. That yeah. is something that is extremely important that a lot of people don't think about. They think, oh, a home inspection is just if I'm buying a house. Um, but there's Can a you, because I would fall into that category, okay. what, uh, can you elaborate on that? Sure. Talk about that. Uh, I'll give you a, a prime example, my, being myself. Um, put a dehumidifier in my crawl space. I close my foundation vents. Well, those foundation vents on a traditional crawl space are meant to be open and airflow to go through those foundation vents to, to keep the, the crawl space dry. I uh, started noticing fungal growth in my crawl space, so I sealed my foundation vents, which means I'm taking control of the ventilation down there. So I've got to put a type of ventilation down there, I put a dehumidifier down there. Well, the dehumidifier, of course, takes the moisture out of the air and it sends it to a condensation drain line. Uh, I went down there, this was last year, I went down there in June, everything was working great. I went down there the next month in July because I'm just one of those guys that goes to my crawl space once a month, <laughs> and um, that hose had come disconnected. So what it was doing was pulling all the moisture from the air, 
putting it into the hose and that hose is just spilling out into the crawl space mm. it's going to do nothing but create mold because that dehumidifier won't be able to keep up with it um if you add a porch onto your house you know now you're covering the foundation fence on the rear of the house um think about where your water is going the first thing i do when i pull it to a house is where's my water going um if you cover a, a porch and i've seen this before where they put an a-frame on a porch but the water ran back towards the house <laughs> so there's things like that that happen and then also you know people somebody may be like you know i've been in this house for 30 years and we've never had an issue those are usually the ones that i find the most damage in the crawl space um one thing that i find very regularly especially especially on 80s and 90s and early 2000s houses are cut floor joists you know whether it was for usually for plumbing lines the toilet was in the way of the floor joists in the way of the toilet and instead of moving the pipe or whatever they just cut the floor joist right in half well one house in particular i go to walk outside they've been in the house since 1984 when it was new and you go to walk out the back door and you felt the floor slope mm. well on beside the back door on the other side of the wall was that cut floor joist for the toilet mm. and they just they never knew what was causing that um so there are things that can be taken going on in your house that over time can cause damage. I had one in particular that was an investment property for someone. Um, they were selling the home. It had been an investment property for the last eight years. They had a small leak that was probably going on for about eight years. And when I say small, it, it was a drip leak and it dripped onto the girder. So what was initially would have been a few hundred dollar repair for that leaking pipe turned into about a $20,000 repair for a rotted girder. Mm. Jeez. So it's things like that that are discovered during a maintenance inspection. They'd be found on any home inspection, but especially if you've been in your house, you know, five or six years, you've when's the last time you went in your crawl space? And if you've never had anybody go in there or if there were trusses broken during construction, you know, that's something that you may not, may not know about. Um, so it's more or less like when's the last time you know when when have you been in your crawl space last well i have a basement so oh your basement there you go yeah mm -hmm. look at yeah. you yeah. um and for most people it's well you know i've never been down there mm -hmm. so just something to think about for sure yeah i'm yeah. a realtor and i don't like it <laughs> yeah, well i'll put my head in there i haven't been in my attic since <laughs> it's been a long time yeah yeah i uh i always poke my head in the crawl space and on showing a house they're serious about it i, I like to make sure there's not a river running through it <laughs> right. um, i've had that happen yeah uh, even on new construction yes. there was one uh that thank god it was the last thing i did I, they were like they liked the house it was affordable it was in a nice little area and brand new construction and i just like you know what let me just look in the crawl space before we leave you know looked in there brand new construction literally a river yeah. in, in the crawl space yeah and i felt terrible for the builder i mean i'm sure that they i'm sure it was not an easy cheap fix so yeah you mentioned the river that's uh that was something i had a, a few months ago in a crawl space and i noticed like you said it's like a riverbed it was beautiful you know like water had been flowing through there and i was trying to figure out going back to the top of the river more or less to figure out where the water was coming from and i was at the air conditioner it's like okay well, why is there a riverbed coming from the air conditioner and so i looked above the um the air conditioner the air handler and there was a pipe that was just disconnected well they had just remodeled the bathroom of that house beautiful bathroom but they forgot to connect the shower drain oh to God. the plumbing Yikes. so when you operated the shower all the tub water drained directly on top of the air handler and oh. then it drained down to the ground which made the riverbed jeez oh, so just, yeah. just things like that that we come across yeah and sure. mistakes happen absolutely lot, you know yeah. i mean that's why you need you really do need to have maintenance and that's a great point you know you don't have to just have a home inspection for buying and selling i mean you definitely have to have one for buying and selling but you know, if, like you said, if you've been in your house for five years and no, oh, all seems rosy, it's still probably a really great investment. Pay a few hundred dollars. Absolutely. Get, look at it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, Is that um, like a, a decent <clears throat> estimate of what oh, sorry, it would I, cost? No, yeah, it, well, for like a average be average on house, square footage. Right? Yeah, it is. So it depends on the okay. square footage and the age. Average would be around 425. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and then if you want us to continue coming out for maintenance inspections every year or whatever, of course, we discount that because we've already got the report and everything in house mm. we just have to go in and edit the report we still go through the house for a full inspection because things change um yeah. you can you can make a change and it affects something way on down the line so we st still do a full inspection but it's just uh it'd be at a discounted rate yeah absolutely and would that be um like carry on to an actual home inspection for a, a sale as well say if you were doing an ongoing inspection schedule sure so you can do you can use those as a pre-listing inspection um, just for something for people to keep in mind if you have a pre-listing inspection uh, 
and you bring a buyer to the table and you go off of that pre-listing inspection and you find something later on down the road that maybe wasn't listed in that inspection report, that inspector is not liable or anything for that thing that was missed because the contract isn't with that client. That contract was with the person who sold the home. So just something to keep in mind. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and sometimes it depends on the inspector, but sometimes I've found with other inspectors that, you know, the pre-listing inspection isn't quite as thorough sometimes as the, and that may not be in your case, no. but I've seen, but exactly, yeah, but sure. I've seen that yeah. happen. It's like, absolutely like, oh, we'll give you half off. So, well, yeah, well, that's, yeah. you know, Me two pages. And, I don't want any surprises for, exactly. for the seller. That's um, good. Regardless, even if it's a maintenance inspection, I don't want them to have any surprises if they do, you know, decide, hey, random, I know, but we're going to go ahead and sell the house. Mm-hmm. And they go off my most recent maintenance inspection. Yeah, yeah. I don't want them to to be surprised in any way. Good. Well, that's a good point then, because I've as a realtor, I've seen some, and you're like, first off, I don't know who this person is. Secondly, this is like two pages long. The house is 1950s. Um, <laughs> something's not adding up here. There's, I'm sure there's more things wrong than just the the, the cover of a electrical outlet. You know, unless you've been getting regular maintenance inspections. Boom. Yeah. Mic absolutely. Drop. <laughs> just play the music we're done right. <laughs> that's a good good time good to end i know uh mike is very bu- busy here so i'm sure he has uh many inspections to do um today and in the future here short future so thanks for having uh we appreciate you coming on today to more or less with tony barnes and frank daniels the executive well thank you tony and mike absolutely yeah we appreciate it and uh make sure you give mike a call uh he'll help you out tremendously he's a great guy uh good people to know for sure Good peeps. Yep. We're signing off. We're still trying to figure this whole sign-off thing. Yeah, and we never will. We probably won't. This will be an annoying thing that we do every single time, that I do every single time at the end. I mean, I'm here, too. You are. But I I, I was trying to say that I was annoying and not you. I was trying to be nice. Well, uh, we we are working for the listener. That's right. So it's not annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. All oh, the of, we might yeah. have three after today, though. I mean, because Mike's got do. a few friends. You, you got a friend, right? Yeah, I got at least two. At least one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah at okay. least one wife. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> One's enough. She kind of has to listen, but actually, my wife can listen. Yeah, but she's very busy, listen. so you know. Like, <laughs> right, she's very busy. That's very right. Busy. Super busy. I tell her all about it, and she listens. That's right. Absolutely. Well, thank you, San Diego. I mean, Moore County, we appreciate it. Have a great day. Moore County. County. Moco. Moco, that's right. Well, thank you so much. We'll talk to you. Did I say I ended again? Again. again. With, like, how many times should we say goodbye? Is it just once usually? Is that standard? Like the end of the letter and then, yes. (laughs) Right. It's like the musician who always tries to get the last note, you know? (laughs) Trust me, that's, uh, it happens.